Shalom, and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations weekly Torah commentary series. I'm Matt Absalon from Congregation Beit Tefillah in Hollywood, Florida. This week we're discussing Parashat Yitro, and our text begins in Exodus 18, chapter, verse 1. I will be reading Exodus 18, 10 to 12. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, because in this affair they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Often when we read the great accounts of God visiting our forefathers in all his glorious splendor, we wonder how our faith would have been strengthened or what our reaction would have been if we were to encounter God in this way. Moses on the mountain, Isaiah, caught up into the very throne room of God. These accounts fill our individual and collective imaginations of our God as high and lofty untouchable, unapproachable. In contrast to this is a wonderful little lion nestled within the opening verses of Parashat Yitro. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Now both Rashi and Ibn Ezra comment on the setting before God, literally at the face of Elohim. And Ibn Ezra comments on the proximity of the meal to the Mishkan, taking some interpretive license since the Mishkan would come later. In attempting to clarify this, Rabbeinu Bayah of the 11th century would comment, open quotes, in the presence of God, meaning in front of the pillar of the cloud or the pillar of fire. Close quote. But Rashi gives us a more humble interpretation, more homely more Hamish. Rashi explains, open quote, from this statement that they were before God, we may learn that one who takes part in, and who literally who has enjoyment from, a meal at which scholars sit, may be regarded as though he has enjoyment from the splendor of the Shekhinah, close quote. The image that Rashi gives us is not that God was actually seated at the table, as he would be, in later chapters with Moses and the elders, but rather that the act of breaking bread together and giving thanks to God's goodness invites the very presence of God to be at the table with Jethro, Moses, and the elders. Now this reading presents a view of God as one who is present amongst his people. As we cross the Red Sea, as we dance for victory, as we sit and dine with each other at the table, God's presence goes with us. In the second century BCE, there arose a prominent Greek philosopher by the name of Epicurus. And he surmised that the gods did not care about human affairs, that they remained distant, aloof, and altogether disinterested in the day-to-day struggles of the common man. He began the sect of the Epicureans in Athens. In Athens 17.18, we see Paul dialoguing and debating with the descendants of his school. Epicurus' idea 
of a lofty and disinterested deities had great traction in the first century religious marketplace. And some 1800 years later, the philosophy of Epicurus was reborn and found widespread purchase during the Enlightenment period of the 17th and the 18th centuries. Even the great father of our country, Thomas Jefferson once wrote, I too am an Epicurean. This notion of a God who is distant and detached, who sits high and lofty, sanitized from the daily goings and froings of mankind, it sits very comfortably with those who themselves wish to remain distant from the hand of their creator. It's a narrow-minded and a self-indulgent view of God as a snobbish judge, like a Parisian aristocrat, uh, aristocrat, aristocrat, uh, always fault-finding and certainly not to be engaged at the level of human commonality. This sanitization of the spirit world from the human world has played out in the modern era, particularly in our Western cultural psyche, where we in cosmopolitan fashion keep our faith in a neatly sanitized box, quite separate from the muddiness of day-to-day -day living. But this philosophy is not Jewish, and it is not biblical. In this week's Haftarah portion, we read of a similar parallel found in our reading in Exodus. Firstly, Isaiah's stupendous vision of the throne room of God, that great and awesome encounter, which has found itself into our daily liturgical portions, resounds in lofty terms of king, high upon his throne, the train of his robe, the Lord of hosts, etc. But as we read the second portion, we encounter a starkly different vision of God. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This vision of God is one who is very near to us, a child, a son, a counselor, a father. These anthropomorphic terms bring God to a place that is very relatable to each and every one of us. I have a child. I have a son. I have wonderful counselors in my life. And I am a father. These terms bring God into our home so that he is not lofty and distant, but rather he is close and near. This is one of the great mysteries of our Lord Yeshua. His claim to kingship and lordship was not because he was high and lofty, but rather because he is humble and lowly of heart. Yeshua is the incarnate image of the very closeness of God. He who steps down to embrace a little child, to heal the sick, to walk amongst the outcasts, who shares in a meal of fire-roasted fish there on the shoreside in Galilee. And so in returning to our opening scene of Moses and the elders breaking bread and giving thanks before God, I'd like to offer a reflection for our daily lives. When we break bread with our loved ones, are we aware of God's 
presence in that moment? Do we invite God into the goings and froings of our daily life? Do we hold our lives in transparency before God so that in the contracts that we sign, the customers we serve, in the meals we prepare and share, in our leisure time and in our work time, we live out our lives before God. I encourage us all to welcome Yeshua into our homes and around our tables so that like our forefathers, we may break bread with God. This is Matt Absalom signing off and wishing you a hearty Shabbat Shalom. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org forward slash commentaries.